Welcome to Akatink Unitarian Universalist Church and our live stream worship service. I'm Reverend Pippin Whitaker, your minister. Akatink UU Church is a welcoming and inclusive community, and we seek to create a more just and compassionate world through our actions that bring about justice and by honoring the web of nature of which we are all a part. All are welcome here, no matter whom you love, no matter your identity or heritage, no matter your beliefs or background, no matter your means or your gifts, you are welcome here in this religious community. And you are also welcome to join in our virtual coffee hour after worship. You can find the link to the coffee hour in your online order of service or in the chat box at the end of service. And this week, at the, in the Akatink email, you can also find a link to the coffee hour. The link stays the same each week, just as our worship service link does. And if you have trouble finding it there, you can email info at and they will send you the link. I now introduce you to our worship associate for today, Paulette Lichtman-Stanzer. Good morning to all of you. I am your worship associate and I invite you to close your other windows or apps and devices. Take a deep breath and center yourself for worship. If you are new to Akatink and would like to talk more about this church, please be sure to reach out to me or Minister Reverend Pippin or any member of the board. Contact information is posted on our website at www.akatink.org. On our website, you can check the online order of service on the worship section of the webpage. While you're on the webpage, be sure to check our events page for upcoming virtual gatherings and other news. This is our final Sunday, diving into the theme of collective liberation. Collective liberation can mean ensuring that no one falls through the cracks, that everyone has the opportunity for a fulfilling life. And it can look like justice. And it can look like comfort, knowing that we are deeply connected and part of a greater hope for compassion. Today, let us dive into collective liberation as a way to rescue ourselves and our companions on life's journey. Let us find the current of hope and the resources to stay afloat as we drift in an uncertain time. What is collective liberation in the personal sense? Let us worship. As we light our chalices today, and Paulette will lead us. I light my own chalice here. Love is the aspiration, the spirit that moves and inspires this faith that we share. Rightly understood, Love can nurture our spirits and transform the world. May the flame of this chalice honor 
and embody the power and the blessing of the love we so need, the love we give, the love we are challenged always to remember and to share. I invite you all to take a breath, to be comfortable in your seat, and to center yourself for a time of prayer and well thoughts, meditation on sending care to one another. A few weeks ago, I had a conversation in the executive and I mentioned the possibility that deaths from this virus in the US could pass 25,000 by mid-April. And with deep sadness, we watched as the numbers rose indeed. And now we are far past that number. This is a sad time. And of course, there's more hardship. The deaths and barriers to grieving among us, the families hurting in many ways, the parents who can't hold their children, the jobs lost, the hunger and the fear. It is a deep struggle we are in. Let us know, let each of us know that no matter what our personal struggle is, let us feel held in a greater love and held in a community of friends. And for all our longing to help, I offer this prayer. Source of love and light, compassion that tugs at our hearts. For all that we and our loved ones have lost. For the things, the jobs, the hopes, the plans, the dearly departed. And for all the loss we fear, wisely, fretfully, regretfully. For all the things we cannot do, the hands we cannot hold, the tears we cannot embrace, the bedsides we cannot sit, the finances we cannot raise. Let a little crack open, a small place that is just enough for grace, and then more grace. And then the relentless pulse of hope. Let there be that space in our hearts and in our days that we might all be enough to carry every aching heart gently through this time. Amen. This reading is by Reverend Teresa Soto and it's called Neither Divisor Nor Divided. People are not long division problems. Their resources almost never divide evenly into their concerns, which is how we end up with remainders of fear and anger and such tentative beauty, having only recently been liberated from the imposition of thousands of inapplicable shames. People do not imagine being messy and unresolved until their broken hearts remain 
unmentionable. Eventually, point three, repeating. Awkwardly at first, and then with an intonation and rhythm meant to simulate being just fine. No problem. People are not long division problems. You cannot, should you, meaning well, try this, fix or solve them. Reminder, they will almost never come out even. What you can do is be a welcome in a wounded and suspicious world. You can recognize the person as who they are. You can assume that without the gift of their humanity, even when it is complicated, none of the sum of us can arrive at the answer of who we are meant to be, collective and whole. Did you feel yourself adrift in the poem? Reading challenging poetry can send you into a space of uncertainty. The analytic mind wonders, what does this mean? Will I ever figure this out? Am I lost? Engaging with this poem, whose meaning unfolds slowly and with patience, or with a similar text, it invites you into a place of uncertainty. If you try this as a practice, moving into the uncertainty of the words, you may experience a sense of trust growing, a faith that you will find meaning, or at least that you will find yourself on the other side of something that doesn't make sense. So as a practice, reading deep poetry or moving into some other unknown space can help you teach your heart to trust. Let us turn to their words then and see where the current takes us in this poem, or at least where it took me. Neither divisor nor dividend, Reverend Soto tells us to be forgiving and to accept all our complicated humanity as part of the human condition. Last week, I talked about building a raft together in prayer time. Think of that raft now. If you find yourself adrift in water and see a log floating, you will not critique the log, but hold on to it. And when you see another person hanging on to their log and another and another, let us not think of whether their log looks as good as our own or whether they look weary or whether they are perfect people. Think first of this. It is exhausting to each hold a log. One by one, we slip into exhaustion. But if you tie your logs together with scraps of cloth and more, you become more buoyant. You can take turns resting and paddling and finding the current to safe harbor. 
So when you feel adrift, build a raft. Reverend Soto urges that we not be divided, not internally in our hearts and not in community. They urge that we not hide our own struggles. Let us not pretend that we are doing fine when we are not. And let us not be ashamed. In this poem, I also hear Reverend Soto asking, let us not try to fix the other, but instead to connect. If we are building a raft, instead of telling someone how to hold their log, we would send them a thread of connection to give and to receive support. To give and receive support, we begin, as we would floating in water, we begin with ourselves. If you know how to swim, perhaps one of your first lessons was how to float. To stop thrashing about, to lay on your back, arms and legs out, and float to conserve energy. And this we must do. We must rest and we must conserve energy. Resting in our present situation could look like preserving some shape and form of your work-life balance or keeping a routine and rhythm to your day, especially if you don't work. To protect your heart and mind from depression or distraction so that these do not rob you of your coping skills, find your rhythm find your ritual. Floating and conserving energy can also look like taking good care of your body through healthy food and sleep. And here I must ask you, if you need help getting healthy food or shelter so you can rest, please allow this community to help. Reach out to me or the pastoral care team. Floating can also look like nurturing your emotional and intellectual self. Perhaps you can return to old activities that comfort you and inspire you. Even if you feel numb and uninspired, doing something that nurtures your emotions and your intellect every day can make a difference. One of our members has recently shared how he learns languages and returns to that practice. What a gift to return to that as a practice for self-care. Finally, take good care of your social self. We all have different social needs. What are yours and are they being met? What are your opportunities to reach out to help others? And this is where we begin not only to float on our backs, but to build a raft and to all become more buoyant. In scientific study after scientific study, we see that social interaction boosts the immune system. Not only that, but simply knowing somebody would be available to listen to your troubles, it's enough to calm your heart rate. Just knowing someone would listen, even if you never reach out. And acts of kindness and generosity can soothe anxiety overall and leave your immune system healthier. 
So you can be kind and therefore stronger. Who could you be kind to? And who do you long to know you could reach out to? As we move from learning to float on our own towards connection, we realize that we're not floating in this sea of uncertainty alone. There are resources and people all around us. In the metaphor of the raft, our resources are logs and they help us stay afloat. We can hold on to our logs and resources for security, but more importantly, we are floating amid a sea of other people. Some of us are holding on okay, and others are not because they have already lost jobs, people, hope. Some in our church community and in the wider community need help. Some need it desperately. So how do we build a raft? I want to share a phrase that our Unitarian Universalist Association president recently passed on in an email to the association. It's a phrase someone recently told her. We pull through this by pulling together. What a powerful phrase. We pull through this by pulling together. To show what she means, she begins by remembering Ramadan. She wrote this message on Thursday and she writes, this week marks the beginning of another holy season. Ramadan begins today for Muslims across the world. In this time of physical distancing, collective grief and economic hardship, the shared ritual of daily fasting from dawn to dusk is an act that invites compassion for those who experience hunger charity and generosity to ensure others have enough and deepened attention to spiritual practices with a powerful experience of connection and community. Reverend Frederick Gray reminds us with these words of the importance of shared ritual, the things that keep us afloat, but that also keep us connected. I've heard that some of you light a chalice in your homes along with me on Sunday morning. This is a powerful way for us to stay connected. You may want to try it and see what this ritual brings. But we have other rituals too, including our sharing of joys and sorrows, coming together for worship in this online space, greeting one another during coffee hour. Perhaps today, we should all make a little time to grab our coffee or tea before coffee hour. I think I'll try that too. In her letter, Reverend Frederick Gray also reminds us that this past week marks the 50th anniversary of the first Earth Day. Remembering our deeply interconnected global world, she writes, it isn't just about the spread of coronavirus. It's about how important global cooperation is for combating pandemics and the climate crisis. It's about the economy and how much our well being and basic needs depend on others. Her words remind us that we cannot find freedom or liberty or a future without each other. How can we come together then across differences 
and build a raft of solidarity for all our futures. The idea of collective liberation that we have been exploring this month is key. Let us reflect on this. We are in a time that calls us to conceive of a global consciousness, a global awareness, to build a bridge between the fruitless battles of individualistic liberty versus the good of the whole, as though these two could ever exist without the other. As Unitarian Universalists, we hold this tension in our principles. Individual liberty and the right of conscience alongside equity and interdependence. It is through collective liberation that we seek to integrate a whole that creates liberty for each person, including the most oppressed and impoverished, while creating a lasting and sustainable future for everyone. And it is by seeking this balance among tension that we move towards becoming liberated together. Not an easy task but a liberating one. So how do we enact this collective liberation concept in our practical lives? Here is a simple maxim, build rafts. As you drift in life, know that a simple act of kindness, given and received, will make you stronger, healthier, and by letting someone you know, know that you care, you make them more buoyant. You build a raft through acts of kindness, receiving it and giving it. As Reverend Soto expressed so beautifully in the reading, we become more whole and free when we let go of shame and share a welcome. When we forgive people their imperfection and their complexity, and their needs. Simply be there for one another and we all become lighter. We become more buoyant within this community and in our friend circles when we do this. And this church, no matter what challenges lie ahead for us, this church will become more buoyant through the same kindnesses. One more quote from Reverend Frederick Gray is pertinent here. She asks this question, what would it take for Unitarian Universalists to make sure people have what they need to get through this time? What would it take for UUs to make sure people have what they need to get through this time? She is referring in part to the people in our community in financial and personal need. This church can help please reach out, let me know or the pastoral care team know. If you are facing a financial crisis or a personal crisis, the church has an emergency fund that I can draw on to help you. The church's kindness will make us all lighter and stronger. And Reverend Frederick Gray is also referring to our neighbors in the wider community. Some in the social justice committee we'll soon be reaching out to our partner organizations to find out how they're doing, to find out what their economic health and other needs are. But most of all, to let them know that we care, 
It is an act of kindness that will lead to more kindness. And this church makes these simple calls. As this church makes these calls, we will be building the raft for our congregation and our community. If you have an organization that you're in contact with, or you want to help with this outreach, contact Dottie Smith, who is helping to coordinate this effort. You can ask about it at coffee hour or, or email me for her contact. We can all contribute to local support and empowerment organizations too, including groups like the Congregation Ac Action Network, who are supporting immigrant communities. And the Social Justice Committee, with the help especially of Nancy Davis and Shelley Brosnan, are encouraging us to support ECHO. That's Ecumenical Community Helping Others. It's an organization based in Springfield that provides short-term emergency food and financial help to people in need. Or they suggest Second Story, a nonprofit that supports youth in residential programs, many working hourly wages, and their jobs have been cut. Therefore, there's an even greater need now. And if you are fortunate to have a dependable source of income to support you, you can also consider continuing to support the people that you typically hire to support your daily life, people who might not have a safety net access otherwise, whether that's yard work or physical therapy or something else. And again, if you've been laid off or find no work and feel adrift, know that this community will pull together around you. As Reverend Soto has said elsewhere, all of us need all of us to make it. We all need all of us to make it. Let us continue to be in right relationship with all the people in our lives. In the end, collective liberation is simply about being here for one another, helping one another be able to be our fullest selves and helping one another to live in kindness and compassion with others. When you are adrift, pull out the thread of kindness, which is always tucked inside. Pull it out and cast it out towards someone else. Together, you will build a raft and together you will move into a greater current that carries us all towards collective liberation. May it be so. And amen. Though we extinguish our chalices and the flame, we carry within us what we kindled here, the light of inspiration, the warmth of compassion, and the fire of commitment. May we bring these gifts into our lives and share them radiantly out in the world. Paulette will lead us in our community blessing. I am envisioning a time when we can all form an actual circle and touch with elbows or hands. This is by the Reverend David Bumbau. This church is dedicated to the proposition that behind all our differences and beneath all our diversity, there is a unity that makes us one and binds us forever together 
in spite of time, death, and the space between the stars. We pause now in silent witness to that unity. I'm envisioning us all standing together too, Paulette. And now I'm also envisioning us all reaching out and building that raft. Whether it's reaching out to another person or to an organization, whether it's asking for help or giving it, knowing that that invitation to kindness is what saves us. I'm envisioning us all doing that without shame or too much pride in the way or fear. May we all build the raft and may we someday soon be together again in physical presence. Amen. Blessed be.